Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. This is another edition of the Bubblecast, and today I'm going to be talking about the Friday through Sunday slate, what the big games that happened were, what were some of the big performances. I'm going to look ahead to today, Monday, and Tuesday's games, what are some big games going ahead, and also, unfortunately, I have to talk about one injury. Without further ado, let's get into it. What a weekend of basketball. Now that basketball's back, it just seems like there's games on all the time. The NBA has done a good job of having games on during every time slot, it feels like. And over the weekend, we got a lot of good basketball, I think, maybe just from not seeing basketball in a while. But it did feel like the quality of play went up even just the last couple days. And we got to see some really great performances and dramatic games. Uh, which is what you want to see in any sort of sporting event. It's been a lot of fun to watch to see some of these players go at each other, especially with a lot on the line, especially out west. But uh, it has been a lot of fun to watch. So at this point, almost all the teams have played at least two games down in the bubble, two seeding games. There are six teams that have not. Uh, Those teams will all play their second game today, Monday. Um, And those teams are... The Thunder, the Nuggets, and then a couple of Eastern Conference teams, um, which are the Raptors, Heat, Pacers, and 76ers. So all the teams will have gotten their second uh, seeding game in by the end of day today. And some teams have already like made a little bit of moves, whether positively or negatively, after these first four days of the, the restart of the regular season. So, unfortunately, in the West, the Pelicans have lost two games, the Kings have lost two games, and the Mavericks have all lost two games. Now, the Mavericks have been part of two ridiculously close games, uh, including one that I'm going to talk about more in detail later, but they lost both their games, one to the Rockets and one to the Suns. And while they also clinched a playoff spot, they're still fighting to see if they're going to be playing the Lakers or the Clippers or getting out of that 7-8 spot and avoiding those teams in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, the loss to Houston was a brutal loss. We'll talk about that game later. But the Mavs have had some really rough rough losses, and it just continues a streak where this entire season the Mavericks have been unable to win close games. Um, for the Pelicans, obviously they were hoping to come to the bubble and have Zion back and get into the playoffs. Of course, in this battle for the West, these last uh, six teams are all really close together. Um, They are all within four games of one another, and that is really important because the ninth-place team, of course, can get into a play-in tournament if they're able to be within four games of the eighth-place team. Um, The bottom six teams in the West are led by the Grizzlies, who came in with that Uh, eighth seed uh, going into this restart and they have not exactly shown out they have a very important game today against the pelicans but the grizzlies have lost two games as well um to start this 
uh, restart. And so the Grizzlies are two games up on the Spurs, who have had a surprise showing and won their first two seeding games. Um, the Grizzlies are two and a half games up on the Blazers, three and a half games up on the Pelicans and the Kings, and then four games up on the Suns. The Suns have also won two games to start the re- the restart. So this bottom group for the West is really going to be interesting. I think we'll get to the Eastern side where seven teams have already locked into their playoff spot and um, really just the Nets and Wizards are battling to see if the Wizards are going to be able to have their own play-in on the Eastern side. But this Western Conference could have a lot of very important games and um, especially with how bunched up it is, you know, it's just the ninth place team that gets to be in this play-in tournament with the eighth place seed. So even though the Suns are within four games of the Grizzlies, they have to pass the Kings, the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Spurs to get into possibly making it into the postseason. So um, this just has all these games are very important. One of the wins that the Suns has was a two-point victory over the Mavericks. The Blazers had a monster comeback against the Celtics and were unable to finish that game. So that pushed them again to two and a half games behind the Grizzlies instead of uh, they would be ahead of the Spurs, but unfortunately they weren't able to get that win. So the West is going to be fun to watch. There's going to be a lot of drama in that race. Uh, And also while the bottom of the West is going to be exciting, the top of the West is very tight as well. The first couple seeds are pretty locked in with the Lakers and Clippers, but the rest of that is a lot of seeding, um, positioning for seeding is going to be very important. But let's get to some of these games that happened over the Friday to Sunday stretch. Um, there's just some really fun basketball. I think the first game I want to get to is that Houston Rockets Mavericks game. It was just a shootout to start the game the first half ended with 130 points being scored actually over 130 points being scored Uh, and both the Mavericks and the Rockets really couldn't miss this was a very good showing for both teams James Harden came out and scored 20 points in the first quarter Uh, Trey Burke for the Mavericks had just an incredible game he ended up scoring 31 points. He was five of uh, he was eight of ten from the three point land. He had six assists. It was just really coming out game for Trey Burke, who wouldn't even be on the Mavericks except their normal backup point guard got injured. Actually, in a game against the Hawks, Wayne Deadman um, took out Jalen Brunson, and um, so Trey Burke is getting an opportunity. He could not miss to start the game. It was kind of incredible the shots he was making. Luka just had a ho-hum game of 28 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, Porzingis was huge for the Mavericks, 39 points, 16 rebounds, and then they got a big-time contribution from Tim Hardaway Jr. THJ dropped 24 points, was 5 of 8 from 3, and was really uh, talking to James Harden throughout the game. Uh, There was a lot of talk going on both sides, both Russell Westbrook and James Harden, who are on the uh, Rockets, will back down from no one. Uh, And this Mavericks team wants to take the next step. They're very young, and uh, they weren't able to close out this game. In fact, they were up seven with 45 seconds to go, 
in the game and weren't able to get the win. The Rockets were able to send it overtime. But uh, it was a fun game, just high scoring. The Mavericks' offense is very fun to watch where they're passing the ball around. It is a lot of Luka, but he's passing out to shooters who uh, can make a ton of threes. The Mavs shot 42.9% from three-point land and had 30 assists. They were 21 of 49 from three-point land. The Rockets, not to be outdunted, outgunned from three-point land, shot 19 of 48 themselves for 39.6% from three. Um, And the Rockets shot 51% overall from the field. Uh, James Harden had 49 points in 43 minutes. He got to the free throw line 21 times where he made 18 of those and had eight assists. Westbrook was a monster, 31 points, 11 rebounds, and eight assists. Uh, since the Rockets have traded Clint Capella and really let uh, Russ go, his rebounding is truly something you know, special. I know he did a lot of taking rebounds from Steven Adams with the Thunder, but he is so dynamic taking the ball and pushing it up the court. Uh, for the Rockets, and he did the same thing for the Thunder as well. Um, and for those, for Harden and Westbrook to combined for 80 points was just huge. Um, again, the Mavs were up with seven for 45 seconds to go. Harden hit a three-pointer to cut it to four, and the Mavs were unable to run out the clock or make a shot. Uh, and the Rockets were able to get the Harden the ball with five seconds to go. He got fouled. Made the first free throw, um, and then he missed the second one um, and was able to – Robert Covington was able to tip it in and tie the game basically with no time left. Um, It was just – it was totally – it felt like a a veteran team just getting a win when they shouldn't have over a young team – as I said earlier, the Mavericks have the most losses in the NBA this year uh, by five points or less, and generally that's looked at as somewhat of a luck stat, but I think if it happens consistently, you can start taking something away from that. And The Mavs would go on to lose to the Suns by two points, and uh, you it, being able to close a game is a skill, and the Mavericks are relying on a lot of young guys to win these games, especially with how much the ball is in. Luca's hands um but it was just an offensive explosion if you have time go check out the highlights for the Houston Rockets Mavericks game it was a lot of fun I thought it really kind of having the shooting be so good for both these teams was a little bit refreshing um after those first couple games uh one stat line I want to include as well is Boban Marjanovic played only four minutes for the Mavericks. Again, the Rockets run a really small lineup. They really don't have a traditional big. Robert Covington uh, and Jeff Green are sometimes the biggest men on the court for the Rockets. And Boban was able to go in and really like be unchecked out there. He played four minutes, scored six points, and had five rebounds in that time. Looking at that stat line afterward, I kind of wonder why the Mavs didn't go back to Boban. No matter where Marjanovic has been in the NBA, he's never been able to play tons of minutes. The Sixers tried to play him a little bit more last year, and he's slowly become a uh, an actual basketball player instead of just being a seven uh, five or seven four like kind of 
just tall big man out there. But I, I think with that, as much as he's dominated, Luca had one air ball three at one point, and Boban was able just to literally reach over the Rockets player who was defending him, catch the ball to make it look like a pass and dunk. Um, he, you know, might get played on off the court on the other side of the ball, but when he's putting up six points, five rebounds in four minutes, I think you got to put him out there a little bit more. Um, the second game that was just kind of must-watch television was this Blazers-Celtics game. The Celtics got out to a ridiculous lead in the first half. They were able to get up by as much as 24 points, and Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown were really having just wonderful games, especially shooting the ball. The Celtics had a historic first half shooting three for their franchise. Um, and then in the second half, the Blazers – just started chipping away. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., Damian Lillard, uh, and C.J. McCollum all hitting threes. And then um, Joseph Nurkic, their center, who's back, had a nice game over 20 points. Um, and the Blazers came all the way back to take a, a brief lead before the Celtics closed this game out. Um, Celtics really had some clutch shot-making from Jalen Brown in the fourth quarter. He had 11 points in the first half. He ended up scoring 16 in the fourth quarter by himself. Um, he had a couple big three-pointers when the Blazers could take a commanding lead or were trying to tie the game again as it, the game got under two minutes. Um, and his three-point shot has come a long way. It was one of his weaknesses coming out of college and to see how far he's come as a playmaker. And also with – how Jason Tatum has kind of ascended to be the star for the Celtics. It's important that Jalen Brown um, be able to play next to Tatum and also, you know, get some confidence when he's called on to make the big shots and Tatum, the ball is taken out of Tatum's hand. So that was another game to see Damian Lillard just continue to do Damian Lillard things, taking really deep three pointers. The Blazers had a chance to tie the, game real late about 45 seconds left they were down three and uh Damian Lillard kind of got the ball where from a spot a little far a little bit in from the logo but a spot you normally think Lillard's going to take the three he was covered by three Celtics and he ended up making a pass to Nurkic the Blazers didn't see the ball again until about five seconds left and they were down three still um, and afterward, Lillard said he just overthought that possession and should have taken that first three-pointer. But um, Lillard has really come out. They won their first game that went into overtime against the Grizzlies. That was a big game for the uh, Trailblazers. And I know what the Trailblazers think now that they have Nurkic and Zach Collins back, they have a real chance of winning this. Um, both those games were awesome. There were a lot of – there were a couple – four games in particular that either went to overtime or with it in two points of each other. Um, some of the big performances over the weekend, TJ Warren for the uh, Indiana Pacers dropped 53 points. He only had four free throws in the game with the Pacers ultimately beating the 76ers. 76ers are one of the teams that has only played one game so far. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Uh, they've kind of changed their lineup shifting Ben Simmons from point guard to uh, power forward, putting Al Horford to the bench and having Shake Milton, notable SMU alum, play point guard. So that didn't work for their first game. It'll be something to watch going forward in their second game. 
Um, Luca had 40 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists, and the Mavs lost to the Suns. They ended up losing by two. And then Giannis had a monster game in the Bucks game against the Celtics where he had 36 points, 15 rebounds, 17 assists. Um, in the game, the, the Bucks ultimately won over the Celtics. Uh, another thing to watch going forward is these – now that the teams have mostly all had two games, I think the disparity in any sort of rest will – kind of fade away but I thought that the teams that were playing their first game against teams that had their second game was a noticeable difference you could tell teams like the Jazz and some of these other teams had just did not have the fresh legs that uh, teams like the Thunder um, and teams that were playing their first games on Saturday were able to do Um, going forward they're going to start having some back-to-backs in fact some of the important games today and tomorrow the Heat have a particularly important game against the Raptors, and then tomorrow the Heat play the Celtics. So that's a rough back-to-back for the Heat, and I would expect the Celtics to have a little bit of an edge not having to have a back-to-back, whereas the Heat are going to. Um, but to follow the rest a little bit and see how some of the teams that are either locked into their already getting into the playoffs, um, if the seeding, if there's any seeding implications, if that changes what they – try to do whether winning a first game or resting their guys the second game. Uh, but I thought there was a difference in these first ones. I think, again, that advantage will sort of fade away now that all these teams are really playing and we're getting basketball every day. But I thought it was noticeable to see in those first um, four days' worth of basketball. Um, finally, uh, this playoff picture, six teams are locked in in the East, seven teams are locked in in the West, Uh the Orlando Magic should be pretty safe. Unfortunately, they lost one of their key contributors, and Jonathan Isaac, uh, who was also the one player to stand during the national anthem. The rest of players in the NBA have been kneeling, um, but he hurt his knee. Unfortunately, the same knee that he has had injured before, and it, he will not be playing anymore this season. And I think there might be a longer recovery, especially with the shorter off season that the Magic are going to have to deal with. The Magic had gotten off to two two wins, and actually it looked pretty good, especially um, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they had a big win over the Nets that helped their seeding cause, and uh, to lose Jonathan Isaac is just really brutal. It means that you're going to have to go to guys that aren't nearly the caliber of player of Jonathan Isaac, and also it just pulls Jonathan Isaac out of uh, some of – the development he would have gotten continuing to play so just a brutal loss for the magic um like i said the west has seven teams locked in their bottom is going to be very interesting to watch and that contributes to some of the big games that are today and tomorrow as well um the grizzlies and pelicans is on espn both of these teams have not had the starts they've wanted coming into the bubble and so one of them getting a win is going to be huge i think the pelicans this is almost it feels like a uh win or go home game for them they'll still have five more games after this one but to lose directly to the grizzlies and just fall behind some of these other teams is just kind of insurmountable the um, pelicans have not looked particularly good um it's been disappointing that Zion has not been able he, – he does have a minutes restriction and has not been able to shed that, especially even when they were in 
a close game in their first game. They got blown out by the Clippers in their second one. But we just haven't gotten the full Zion experience. And then Tuesday, the Blazers play the Rockets. And I kind of feel the same way about the Blazers. They really need to get a win over the Rockets. They were able to take their first game to overtime and get a win. And then they had that heartbreaking loss to the Celtics where they just got in too deep of a hole. Um, they sort of sort of shifted their defense, and that provided a little bit of a spark against the Celtics. But they just they don't have the time, the luxury of time, to get behind a Rockets team that's really explosive and uh, not not get a win. So that's what's coming up. The, it's been just such a uh, ton of basketball, especially after the huge drought. It, it's a lot to take in. Um, I'm trying to watch one game fully a day and, and then kind of go watch highlights. Um, and it's one another thing that's been great is just NBA Twitter being back, doing NBA Twitter things, all the excitement about made shots and dunks and um, just getting to see how people were reacting to the virtual fans and uh, the big um, phrase that got – you know, said way too much over this weekend was hostile acts. There were a lot of uh, fouls that were uh, sent to the replay booth to determine if they were hostile acts. And I, it's interesting. I don't think it would have been as much if there's people out there cheering or it's just not as loud. But um, lots of uh, knees to groins and uh, hits in the face that in a normal game, I don't know. The knees to groins seem a little more than normal but um a lot of the hostile acts just seem to be the refs are able to see a lot more and hear a lot more things clearly than they would in the past and um I think even Jeff Van Gundy was a little upset at how much a hostile act was being reviewed and it slowed down the games a little bit but it's great to have the NBA back Uh, I'm really interested to see how the bottom of the west shakes out I think we're going to get a play-in game there uh, the East seems a little bit less interesting, especially with the Wizards having lost their first two games. seems like they're kind of done. We know who's going to be in the playoffs, but the playoffs aren't starting yet, obviously, for the, the East. Um, so it'll be interesting to follow if there's any uh, gamesmanship in trying to maneuver seeds. Obviously, home court is not really a thing in this playoffs, but if teams try to avoid specific teams in both the Eastern and Western conferences. Um, I'm looking forward to watching... Uh, all these players, Luca, it's been a spectacular. Harden, Damian Lillard, Giannis, uh, LeBron has not looked quite as LeBron-y as in the past, but he has been able to will the Lakers to a couple wins or to a win. And also he was uh, kind of the only thing that the Lakers had going against the Raptors, and the Raptors were able to beat uh, that Lakers team. Now that was the Raptors' first game of the bubble, and the Lakers were coming off that tough win they had in their first game but uh seeing these guys play especially when they know this is really a sprint to the playoffs um it's been a ton of fun so with that all being said i will talk to you all next time Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast Bubblecast. You can reach me at KettleCast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!